Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. Tonight, Pastor James is going to teach us on how to face our problems the biblical way, because we all got problems. That's just part of life. So what does scripture say about it? Welcome to the program, Pastor James. Well, thank you, Dorothy. I'm glad to be on again, and the Lord has me still here in the land of the living. But like I tell people, <laughs> I say, you never know when it's your time to go. So you got to go ahead and do everything right the first time when you can. All right. Um, so welcome, everybody, who's out there in uh, Radio Land. I say the main subject today is on facing or handling problems the biblical way. Facing, facing is another word for uh, God's grace, and God's grace consists of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge about the word. That's why we say the biblical way. It's all about the word. We are brought here because of uh, first, uh, what is it, St. John, the first chapter, in the first verse, which says, in the beginning was the word. What does that mean? That's the thing. You have to understand what does it mean, the beginning, and was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. So everything is, in, is imputed in the word. That's why we have to study the word to understand what God is telling us to do. Now, to be able to face things the biblical way, we have to use the word of God. And the things that we learn as what Jesus went through, what Paul went through, what the apostles went through, what the prophets went through, everybody had some problems. Everybody had to go through something. And the oldest book in the Bible is Job. And Job means persecuted one. So it shows from the beginning we're going to go through times of trouble. We're going to have times of days you're up on the mountain, having a mountaintop experience and everything's going good. Then there's going to be days you're going to be down in the valley and things are going to be going rotten. But it's how you handle it. That's why the Bible says, that this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Jesus used everything according to the word, written and spoken. If you go into uh, the book of Matthew, you'll see it says, it is, it is written, it is written, it is written. But there's other places where it says, it is said that it was just written. God uses the word, and he tells us that our mouth, is like a two-edged sword, and we're supposed to speak those things that's going to draw people toward us and not run people away. So the biblical thing to do is find out what is God told us to do. And one of the three things is learn the book of Psalms. Learn the book of Proverbs. Learn the book of Ecclesiastes. But these people have been through something, They've sent, they wrote down what they learned as they were going through their problems. So the rules of the kingdom is, like Matthew, the sixth chapter says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. Well, what does that mean? See, a lot of times we read things and don't pay attention to what it means. It's just like it says, 
faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Be not just a hearer of the word, but be a doer. What does that all mean? That's why we have to really sit down and think. What it is is God's way of teaching us how to react to the world problems, how to react to negative people, how to act toward positive people. We want to encourage people to be, uh, if possible, be friendly with us. They said, but first of all, you must show yourself friendly. Now, everybody gets angry. Everybody uh, may say some things that they don't mean to say at that time. But the thing is, is how do you handle it when you speak? You're not supposed to cut people down. You're supposed to build people up, judge somebody. You know, look how they treated me. That is not the biblical way. The Bible says if a person slap you on one cheek, turn the other. If he asks you to go to uh, one mile, go two miles. If he asks you for uh, some bread or something, give it to him if it's in your if it's in your possession. The thing is, we've got to op- operate the opposite of what we feel like. I tell people several times: stop trying to defend yourself. Read what the book says. He who does these things. They they don't go for the world to hear them, but they do it in secret. In other words, if I help you, I don't want to tell nobody. If I'm praying for you, I don't tell you I'm praying for you. The thing is, we're supposed to do that in secret so that God will reward you openly. And if he rewards you openly, everybody knows that God's blessing you. You ain't got to tell nobody nothing. God's Spirit will open up doors that you can't open and shut doors that you need to be closed. Yes, Lord. Oh, I'm going to give you a little short testimony. I gave it to the church Sunday. I was in an apartment complex, I mean, in a hotel, and I didn't have no money, but the manager felt sorry for me and my family and allowed me to stay there. Well, the owner came in at 2 o'clock in the morning, and he, he said, who's staying in that room and ain't paying it? And so the manager told me, he said, well, I felt sorry for him and his family. And I'm just trying to let him stay there a little bit longer until they can get a job and stuff. Well, to make a long story short, the owner says, I ain't letting him stay there. Get him out of there. Two o'clock in the morning. And so they called me up on the phone and told me to go out. And I said, well, let me talk to the, uh, the owner. I'll be right down there. He said, I don't know what you're talking to me for. There ain't nothing going to happen. So he came down, and I said, a short prayer according to God's word, how to face problems. And the word was, Lord, you said you would make my enemies at peace with me. That man's my enemy. I wasn't in front of him. I didn't tell him what I prayed. I just said it. I went into the office. He talked to me. He said, I don't care. I want you out of here. I don't want you even sleeping in my parking lot. I said, yes, sir, no problem. I walked toward the door, and as I was going there, I pointed back through my body. I didn't let nobody know what I'm praying. And I said this prayer again, Lord, you said you would make my enemies at peace with me. That man's my enemy. God's word cannot come back void. When I said that, the man said, I don't know why I'm doing this. He said, come back here. I came back. He said, how much is his at his back pay and how much he needs to stay here? The manager told him he this man took the money out of his pocket and paid it. Then he turned around to me and said, how much more money do you need to live off of? And I told him, he said, I don't know why I'm doing this. 
he reached there and gave me the money I told him I needed to live off of to get food and everything else for my family. When I went back to the room, my wife was crying, but I was smiling and I showed her the money. The word will work if you'll work the word. We're here. What it, most people don't know what our purpose is. And our purpose is to obey the word of God. In other words, he don't want us to stay like we are. He wants us to transform. That's why in Romans 12 chapter it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind to be taught differently. To have the mind of Christ means you got to do things differently. You'll have to understand spiritual things are understand by spiritual things. Carnal things are the things of this world. You try to depend, defend yourself, you're carnal-minded. I don't let nobody run over me. I don't let nobody tell me what to do. I, the Bible says you're supposed to work for your employee as working unto the Lord. I'm trying to tell you, the main thing is do it the way the Bible says, because if you don't, you'll be just like those children of Israel when they told them to cross the Red Sea and take the land on the other side, and they said, oh, we can't do that because there's giants over there. This is them trying to figure out stuff. And so when God allowed the snakes to come upon them, they said, oh, we're ready to go now. And Moses told him, he said, don't you go over there now. God didn't tell you to go now. No, we're going to do what he told us last. You're supposed to obey God and do it when you're told to do it. For there is times and seasons that God only be uh, testing you to see if you're going to do it. To give you another question, I mean, another thing about handling things the uh, biblical way is when you're going through trials and tribulations, find the answer in the Bible, not in your in your own wisdom. Because everything is right in your own eyesight. I need to defend myself. I need to let them know they don't hurt my feelings and stuff. No, you don't have to. God said he is the avenger, not you. And God will take care of things that he'll throw tests at you. I had, I, I asked a couple of people in my church, not a couple, of, quite a few of them, and I said, can you be saved without knowing Jesus? And the first thing they do is want to give me their understanding. And I said, well, I'm giving you the answer, though. I want you to read Romans the second chapter and the third chapter, and some of them, I said even the first, second, and third. Several people said, well, I started too, but things happened, and I didn't get a chance to finish. Well, who gets their reward? Those that attempted it or the one that finished. That's why he gave you the uh, the two sons when one said, oh, well, I'm going to go out and do it, and he doesn't do it. And the other one said, well, I'm not going to do it, and he's going out and did it. So which one gets the reward? The one that did the work the one who operated in the word, the ones who understand that this is nothing but a test. The whole thing called life is nothing but a test. So they that didn't read it, they they came back with an answer, well, no, you cannot be saved without Jesus, uh, not knowing Jesus. But here's the thing. If you read Romans, the, the uh, second and third, like I said, you'll find out it says that if a person had not known of Christ, never heard of Christ, then how are they going to get saved? 
by the law that's in their heart. God, when he breathed in us, he breathed a part of him into us. Everybody, animals and everything that breathes, it's breathing God into them. And they have a, we as human beings, we have a moral law, a moral obligation that we know what is right and what is wrong. And those that do what is right can be and will be saved by the word, which is the Torah or the law or the sayings that's written in the Bible. And who is the same and who is the law? Jesus is the law. Jesus is the same. So as I say, when you get ready to go through things, be ready to understand it's only a test. All right. Is there anyone out there has any questions? Just open it and I'll let Dorothy tell you how to get on. Okay. If you have a question for Pastor James, just press 1 and a little hand will come up by your phone number for me to open your mic. You know, Pastor James, the the people that have hurt me most in my life, I have found out they themselves are very wounded and are acting out of Mm -hmm. their wounds because they're hurt. You know how you strike out when you're hurt? Yeah. One of the things, lady, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One of the things I've learned to do is pray about uh-huh. the person and see if Father reveals anything about them to me so I can pray under my breath for them while I'm dealing with them and try not to react to what they're saying necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible, the Bible tells us, you know, if you correct a scornful person, they'll be mad at you. So the thing is, we try to find a soft word so that we can use to put down the wrath because other than that, anger stirs up wrath. One person gets angry, the other one gets angry. And later on in life, uh, I've met people like this. They've been mad at each other for 10 years, and you ask them what they're fighting over. And they can't even remember. But whatever it was, sister so-and-so said something, and it wasn't even what it was said now. It's been changed because it's so long they've been mad at each other instead of trying to reconcile to each other or try to, to get people to hate, to be at peace with one another. Because hard boys ain't going to uh, straighten out nobody and talking to behind somebody's back, what is going to happen is because of the rules of the kingdom, it's going to come back to you. Somebody's going to talk bad about you. Hurting people hurt people. And another thing, too, sick people, that's a lot of people don't understand when you're sick or going through pain and stuff, you may say something and snatch out at a person, but you don't really mean it. But they accept it. Well, they didn't like me in the first place, or they wanted to start an argument. That is not what the Bible says. It says forgive them, forgive them, forgive them. And it's in there three different times about forgiveness. People say, well, love covers a multitude of, of sin. But first of all, or a multitude of things, what is love? Most people don't know. They say, well, that means I give. Well, that means I love. I, I love. Well, listen, in English, we only have one word, and we use, we overuse it, where we say, I love my dog. 
I love my cat. I love my car. I love my food. What is love? Well, I love this woman. I love this man. What is love? It's when you purpose in your heart or in your mind to sit there and say, I'm going to do everything I can not to hurt the person I'm in love with, not to hurt the people that's my friend, not to hurt my neighbor, not to hurt my relatives. What happens if they try to hurt you? That is not part of the test. The test is how do you handle it? And that's why God gave us that word. I want you to have the mind of Christ. When Jesus was talked about, he didn't rail back. When uh, uh, Michael the archangel, when he was uh, being railed at by uh, Satan, he didn't rail back. He didn't accuse him of things. I heard people talking about, I'm casting around that slew foot, uh, big belly, red horn, and all. That means you have no respect. That is still a spirit that has rank in the heavens. So that's why we have to be very careful in what we say because we will have to be of an account at the end of time for every idle word we say. Is anybody out there got any questions now? As Darcy said, all you do is push one, a flag will come up, and she'll open up the mic. Which one of these? That man. Is anybody, Dorothy? Um, um, yes, yes. Hold on. Um, let me. Okay, eight six four nine eight two. Oh, your mic is open. Okay. Um. Well, I was reading Matthew six and seven, and so and then I said, "Well, God." I understand the scriptures because it, the scriptures interpret themselves. So, you know, I, I had to shower because my daughter was coming to pick me up. So God had gave me a, a script, I mean, a song, but I couldn't remember it. And then when I was in this, her car, God spoke to me, er, um, heaven has, I mean, uh, earth don't have no sorrows that heaven can't heal. Because I feel like, not that I failed, I feel like some kind of confusion I got in there or what. I know what the scripture says about unforgiveness. I know the scripture says about love. Because charity is in part of of, of uh, Galatians 5. We have to walk in the spirit. So, you know, I, I choose not to yield my members to service on, on righteousness. And I think I have every part to do that because I know I'm going to be judged by God. And not by man, but by God. So I, I'm really sort of like feel like I, I don't understand that. I didn't understand anything that, that happened so far today. But, um, you know, God knows the truth, and I have to leave it with him. Okay, what is your question? Well, the question is that, okay, if somebody's telling you something, and then you read it, and then God comes back and tell you something else, I mean, it's sort of confusing. That's because you have to have everything is spiritual. It has to be compared with the spiritual. And the spiritual things are written in the, in the scriptures. 
And a lot of times you may not understand something right away. And there's three voices that always talk to people. The one is God. The second one is yourself. Because we we don't want to be correct with Satan. And he will talk at the same time. Let me know. I, I understand that point, but I think God knew about the situation. I live in his hands. So, you know, what, I know, what we're talking about now is how to get people to think correctly of what the Bible says. That's why I said how to face uh, life well, you, problems you know, the biblical way. Well, you told us one night at Friday night Bible study, you said we should always have a mindset to forgive. Yes, that's written okay, in the Bible. So, okay, so that's what I do and that's what I practice. So you know, yeah. I'm sort of, I'm sort of like, okay, God, I'm not understanding this. I, I really don't understand this because what you what you teach, I try to practice. When you say get in the word, I'm in the word. And then I hear it last night. God said, consecrate yourself. And mm-hmm. so you know, I'm getting ready to go out of town to this big meeting. So I do know that the devil's coming at me left and right, and I don't understand it, but I know God understands it. You know, what is this? What decision? What does this situation gonna bring out of me? Would it bring That's me out good or bad? Right. That's what you need to find out. Because when he says concentrate, that means to set yourself apart to where you can hear what he's trying to tell us. A lot of people can't even keep they can't keep stop thinking, not even for a good minute. All of a sudden as soon as they t- I tell them, Quiet your mind so that you don't hear nothing. Don't be thinking. Most of them can't do it more than five seconds. Then there's already another thought in there. The devil comes to give you uh, MD, M. And you remember what that is? Manipulation. Uh-huh. And? No, I didn't catch that second word because I have Distraction and misdirection. Misdirection. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's I'm, the three weapons that he uses. And then, too, you know, I also, you know, we talked about that in the Bible study about, you know, um, in our natural, we are really, um, search my heart and try me, O oh Lord, and see if there's any wicked way in me. So I always ask God, I say, God, is there any equal, any um, any uh, um, agendas that I'm trying to plan? I, I don't want to do anything that God that God won't get the glory out of. So you, I always ask God, I say, God, is there any hidden gems in me? I ask him, uh, now if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to say I, I, I'm perfect, but I just believe that. I don't think Satan can give you comfort in the time of trouble, you know, because he said, um, well, that's one of the things that I hear all the time, you know, he's the bridge over troubled waters. So, you know, he's my anchor. I know. I hear what you're saying, but that's why I tell people, stick with the scriptures. The Bible is right. Everybody else is wrong. The more you learn the scriptures, the more you'll find, oh, man, I got to change. That's why it says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing, changing of your mind to be taught differently. That's why I tell people all the time, stick in the scriptures. And you'll, even though you're going to still go through trouble, you're going to go through trials and tribulations. But you'll have the scriptures which you 
where you just said bridge over troubled waters to fall back upon. So and then too, not that he gives you, mm-hmm. then not only that he gives you songs of deliverance. You know, some mornings he tell me go to war, and you know I have to plead the blood, plead the blood, plead the blood, like that song mm-hmm. that's played up there. Uh, you can't have my family. You can't have my breakthrough. Yeah. You can't have mm-hmm. uh, uh, my. Uh, I can't remember all of it, and you know what? That's how God deals with me. I, I don't yeah. have time. To, I don't have time to sit back and say, "Okay, uh, I'm just gonna cover this up." Love does cover up a multitude of sins, but sometimes when God can give you discernment on situations, but yet the other person can't see it, what do you do? You leave it alone. Yeah. God, you know, mm-hmm. you know what really happened. That's why God is God, and we're not. Yeah, He knows everything. And a lot of times he'll talk, he'll talk to the head first, and then to the body. Not to the body first, and then to the head. That's why he gave the, the body five parts to it. And as the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, and teachers. But also, if you look at that, as the eyes, nose, mouth, and ears, you start counting. Oh, God deals in numbers. He does. But the main thing is teaching us how to think. That's one of the things I'm going to be talking about today on uh, Matthew. But let's give somebody else a chance to ask questions. Yes. You can um, can mute me now. Okay. Do you see anybody else, Dorothy? Nope, not yet. Excuse me. One thing we have to remember about Satan and his little minions is that they're just trash talkers. They really mm-hmm. don't have a lot of real power, you know, to mess us up unless we let them. So we have to be on guard for that. Right? Yeah. That's why. And the way we stay on guard is through the scriptures, through the word. You know what I'm saying? The first thing Amen. that messed us up was Adam and Eve. They had the word. And what happened? The snake came along and said, did God really say that? He just He's just holding things back from you. In other words, he tried to say God was a liar, even from the beginning. And that's what happens now. He always trying to convince us, oh, we need to defend ourselves. We need to take take uh, uh, our warrior, war weapons and go against people. But if you notice, when you put on the whole armor of God, there's only one war weapon, and that's the sword. The rest of it is defensive. In other words, we hold our own by it is written, it is written, it is said. All right. Well, if there's nobody asking questions right now, let's get ready to to Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting with the first verse. Uh, Ronnie, do you have any questions? Okay. Nobody out there on on the thing, have any questions before we start? No, nope, no hands up. Okay, do you have anything? Uh, no, just that trash talking book. Did you just indicate see? I mean, that like I said, he doesn't have any power unless we give in to his trash talk. Yep. That's when we get in trouble. Mm-hmm. That's why we got to that's why the term resist is used. Resist the trash talk. I mean. Yeah. 
And one of the things is he always wants us to make us defend ourselves. And that's why we're going into Matthew, the sixth chapter, and see what does the word say and who is the word? Jesus. And who is, how do we know it's Jesus? Because it's written in red. And I thank God that he had people to put it in red so that we can't argue with the word. <laughs> All right. Well, you go ahead and read for us the first six chapters, I mean, first six verses. Uh, Dorothy. Oh, you want me to read it? I thought Rhonda was going to yeah. read. Let me let me go get it. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Then Rhonda can read it. Hold on. Go ahead and read the first six chapters, I mean, six verses. Take heed that ye do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when you doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And you notice what it says. It says, take heed. In other words, take notice that you don't do the things that the non-spiritual uh, people do. The non-spiritual people always want to do things and say, well, look what I've done and look what I said and look what I, I did for the church or what I've done for the other people. They're not outsiders. They're inside. That's why Jesus is going to have to start first in the house of the Lord. we got to get back to the right thinking. And then it says, when you do these things, do it in secret. Don't tell nobody you, you got milk for this lady across the street or you gave this man some money for his house or something or you gave a good word and helped somebody. What it is, what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. You'll not get it. You'll be just like the hypocrites that, that believe that, hey, if I'm in the synagogue, what is a synagogue? It means in a gathering place. And what does it say? And they love and they love. What is love? That's why I said we have to get an understanding. What is love? Love is when you totally surrender yourself to be somebody else's slave. I know churches don't want to hear that. They want to hear the name and they claim it and the good news uh, that I'm going to be rich and stuff, and that is not what you're here for. You're here to go through things so that you can show God's goodness by being good to somebody else when you're going through hard times, not criticizing, finding fault, saying, well, look what they said and look what they did. Don't do it. You're going to go before the, the king of kings, and he's going to be in the courtroom. And people don't realize who's going to be accusing you, the accuser of the brother. And what are you going to do? He's going to bring the book, and he's going to tell you everything you did. 
every word you said. It ain't God just judging you for every I Satan's going to be there as the accuser of the brother, and he's going to tell everything. And those people that you've done wrong or thought wrong or backbit, backbite, all that other stuff, it's going to be written right there in front of you, and you're going to hear the angels, the angels that are assigned to you, telling on you. That's why I'm telling you, learn to do what the Bible says. Then it says, the third verse, but when thou uh, give alms, let not your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Now, how your left hand is going to think for you or your right hand is going to think for you? What it is, it's a metaphor. The Bible is written of metaphors. And the word uh, hand is another word for the mind. And the word uh, finger is another word for thought. So we're talking about doing those things, thinking, not only just saying things, but doing what is right, thinking the right thing. That's why it says in Psalms 51 and 10, create within me a clean heart. That means your mind and renew the right spirit. Another word for spirit in that time means the motives. Check your motives. When you're saying something, check your motives. Because I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to help you to move on the road to perfection. God says, be holy as I'm holy, be perfect as I'm perfect, mark the perfect man. There was a uh, righteous man of all generations. There was Noah and stuff. There was a, 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 a man that was perfect in wisdom and understanding and knowledge. That was Enoch, and he went straight to heaven. He didn't die. I'm telling you how to get to the kingdom. Be ready to go through some stuff but handle it the way God tells us to face the problem, not the way we want to face it. Then it says in that uh, part down at the fifth verse, it says, when you pray, thou shalt not be as the hypocrite, a hypocrite is an actor, acting like he's doing this, acting like they love this, or for they love to pray standing, love to pray, love to pray, love to pray. I've heard people in churches, oh, they can't wait to get up and pray. And they all loud and everything like God's going to hear all that prayer and stuff. But see, the book of Luke, the 18th chapter, tells us that there was uh, two men that went up to pray, and one was a Pharisee and the other was uh, a, a, a tax collector. And the Pharisee said, look, I, I live perfectly. I do these things. I give tithes and all this and all that. And he's trying to earn his way into heaven, but he can't. There was that the tax collector, he said, he didn't even raise his head. He just kept his head down low. And he said, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Sinner means he missed the mark. And he admitted. Admit that you don't think correctly and you need your mind to be renewed. All right. Then it says, um, the sixth verse, but thou, when thou prayest, enter into the closet. When you enter and shut the door, Pray to your Father, which is in secret, and the Father, which sees in secret, shall reward them openly. In other words, it's not a closet that you go into. You have no door to close, but it's actually a, a tallit. It's a, a, like a robe that goes across your head. The Jews do this all the time. When they get ready to pray, they don't want they want to uh, keep their mind quiet, 
so they don't want to be disturbed by anywhere else. So that's why they put that around them, and they put it across their head. And then they pray in secret. They don't need everybody to know what they're praying about, but there's some people, oh, you know, I don't pray for sister so-and-so, and I don't, I don't need to know that. The thing is, does God know you prayed in secret for them? And then God will reward you openly. All right, let's go ahead and read seven for us. And can I tell you to stop? But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speech. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of. Before, before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now, if you notice what this is Jesus talking. This ain't man talking. This is Jesus talking. And he said, don't be repetitious in your prayer. Man, I, I, I pray for this lady. Now, watch how I pray. And they get to hollering, oh, God, oh, Lord, oh, Jesus, oh, that is not impressing God. It is not impressive. The thing is, it's what do you do in your heart? Do I really feel sorry for this person? Am I willing to not hang up on them, but I'm willing to go back and help them? And see, a lot of times that's the way we are in the church. We shoot our wounded. Instead of trying to help them, we'll shoot them. You done made me mad, so I'm cutting you off. I'll block you out. I don't want nothing to do with you anymore because you hung up on me and stuff. Why don't we try to reconcile like God is doing, reconciling the world back unto himself? How is he reconciling the world back unto it? Through the word. That's why he said, don't be just a hearer, but a doer. And what that just means is live the life of what the word says and not the life that you want. You are a slave unto God. When you go to your job, I know some of these the bosses can work your last nerve, and some of your people that you work with can work your last nerve. But your job is to show them by your chasteness how you hold back instead of cussing somebody out and show uh, the things that God has put in you, which is peace, is possible. As much as possible, peace. I had a lady who got on the bus, and she didn't. Uh, she was a pastor of a church. And she didn't know there were some people on the bus there. They were in the ministry. And so the bus driver said something to her, and she cussed the bus driver out. Did not realize that these were members of churches on there that hurt her. Another person, he's a preacher, he's out in the nightclub and stuff. And several ladies that were there, he's talking to them and trying to rap to them and dancing on the floor and stuff, didn't realize that they – their grandmother went to his church, and they couldn't wait to get back and tell on him. The devil sets up tricks for us, traps, to make us fall. He comes to steal, kill, 
and destroy. And it's not just your physical body, but your character, your nature. Don't be like that. Face it according to biblical teachings that you will change your heart. Not trying to change somebody else. Change your heart. And that way you'll start saying, oh, Lord, I'm sorry that you created them. I didn't. That you're God and I'm not. I'm supposed to do things the way you said and not be in rebellion. All right, I'm hoping y'all are getting this, that what you do in secret is what you're going to get rewarded. I had a person told me, well, you just don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I, uh, my, my relatives did and stuff. A lot of times, if it's a true prophet, they will be able to see what has really been going on because God be talking to them. And then a lot of times you'll get yourself in trouble because you're not recognized it's the spirit that's talking to you and not that person. But I'm hoping everybody's catching this. Anybody out there that has any questions or comments? You can push the little button of one. Oh, somebody just that, did, oh, it's her again. Let me see if I can get the little okay, circle going. Yes, it's open. <laughs> um, you know, when you say that, you know, you're trying to, like, um, manipulate or say, uh, be um, controlling or whatever, but you have to also go back to the scripture. It does say, "Spend in his mindset, Lord, I will repay." So if you have that in your heart that you don't have to stoop to that person level, um, and you don't have to pay back anybody, you trust God to do it for you. Isn't that what? Isn't that true? No. What I'm trying to teach you is how God is doing it before. Now, you know, in the old days, they said that heaven surfed surface violence, and the violence took it by what? Force. Force. But now, we don't do that. We try to press into the kingdom. In other words, it's a change of mind. It used to be an eye for an eye for a two for a two. But that's not the way we do it now. We're supposed to sit up there and try to win souls by our changing, us changing, not the other person changing. That's what we're going to be judged by, not what they did or what they say. It's what we did and what we said when we were hurt, when we offended, when we got talked about. That's why I said it's a different thing now. That's why we have to let God be the avenger. All right. That's what I said. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't pray for God to to avenge No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in us. And we read the scriptures, and you know we have to walk the word. You know, like you, like in secret. You know, the main point is how you living in your house. You know, we can't live in our house. How can we take it out there to the world? You know, I'm just like this. God sees everything everywhere. We had the question about that. I I used to think God was in heaven and just uh, you know just in uh, outside. And you you said no, uh, God lives everywhere. So you know, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, it's not hidden that shall not be revealed. So, right. you know, I'm just like, I, I really don't understand the situation, but I just got to trust God. I don't know nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. That's why I said stay in the word. He is God. The word is God. And that will bring you through. Well, and you're going to have to wrestle with the word because the Bible says very clearly 
They enter into the kingdom. You got to strive to enter in. Well, what does strive mean? To wrestle. Did not uh, Jacob had to wrestle with the angel in Pernell? In other words, this whole thing is about going through the problems and how you handle it, not about anything else. All right. Well, let me let somebody else in or let me finish this thing up here. I've got 12 minutes. All right. Anybody else out there that uh, needs any biblical questions on how to, what I've just read or how to handle life problems? I have a comment. Okay. If I can get it out here. All right. When I'm talking about wounded people causing wounds in us, and then you pray, imagine, if you will, that Father gave you the bomb of Gilead that would heal that person's wound. Would Mm -hmm. you not? Give it to them. That's where we got to be, I think, is mm-hmm. where even though we're being wounded by this person, we reach out to heal their wounds. <laughs> it's funny that you would bring Does that, that, that up. I, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you would bring that up because that's what I just took to the church Sunday, the bomb of Gilead. Oh. <laughs> and I showed her what it looks like. Is healing. That's what it is. It means to uh, a sab, but the sab is just metaphorical, and it actually means to use soft words to heal people. Don't criticize them. Don't find fault with them. God is judging you to see how you do things for them because, as I told you, it's supposed to be the mind of Christ. It's supposed to be Christ talking through you, and Christ didn't condemn us. And then Paul wrote in a chapter of Romans, which it was, therefore there is no more condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. In other words, we don't walk after the flesh, but we walk after the understanding now. The understanding is what it means, spirit. Understanding now of what God requires of us. He said there's three things he requires, and that is to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humble with our God. Everything's in there. It says, how can, uh, how can we walk together except, how can two walk together except they agree? The two will become one. And that's what God is trying to do, make us one with him. Not one as an individual that we're going to stand out. Well, the Lord's going to make me a, 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 a mighty person in the heavens. That's what the, the disciples were arguing about. Who's going to be the greatest? And he said, whoever's going to be the greatest will have to be the greatest servant. The more you learn to let go of your feelings and your emotions and really humble yourself, then God will raise you up. But the more you raise yourself up, and it's called pride, when you defend yourself and all that, the more he'll let the devil push you down. But the devil can't do nothing except what God allows him. Okay, let me, uh, here we go. Let me finish this thing up. Go ahead, Rhonda. For if ye forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men of their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, 
ye fast, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But if thou wilt now fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father, which is in secret, and thy father, which is in, seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now what it's talking about, and that's I'm trying to do this pretty quick, when it says where your uh, your heart is, that's where your treasure is, it's talking about this allegory. Everything is allegories. It, uh, there's no thief up there. There's no moth up there or anything in heaven. It's trying to teach us how to think down here, how to be, uh, to fend off when things be said about you, things be wrong about you, been wronged and everything. Don't worry. God has everything. And the more you go through, the more you'll be rewarded. But if you notice, a lot of all through here is secret, 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 secret. God has things. The way he does things, his, his mind is not like ours. He said, neither is my ways like you. He said, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me in all thy ways, and I will direct your path. But if you do not acknowledge him in all thy ways, you're missing him. So in other words, do what the Bible says. He is the word, and he's trying to teach us what he wants us to be like because at the end, when you see him, when you see Jesus, you want to be just like him not looking just like him, but thinking just like him. You will act like him. You will be as one with him as he is one with the Father. We were created for his purpose, and his purpose is to show us what is life and then what is abundant life. There's a difference between life and abundant life. And what he's trying to show us, if you will do it my way, my way, then the blessings will come overtake you. Windows will be open of heaven that will be not room enough to, to contain. If you notice, people that don't act like everybody else are the ones that get blessed. Those that that uh, it stands different from everybody else, those are the ones who get really pulled to the forefront. People that understand what the scriptures is saying is the ones who's going to re-reap re, re the reward, which is in heaven. All right? This is not our home here. We're just pilgrims passing on through. Okay, Dorothy, you feel like reading now? No, I still have a trouble breathing, but I did want okay, to make a no. comment about the kingdom. You know okay. how we pray in the Lord's prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done? How uh-huh. do you think that's going to happen? By us acting like kingdom residents towards those who are not yet kingdom residents. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you notice it says uh, that we uh, that it's supposed to be done in secret. Everything that yes. we do is supposed to be done in secret. And when it talks about the uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, if you notice, Jesus was uh, saying that the kingdom is at hand. And that's when he said, when they said repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. What he was doing right then, he was opening up the doors for the kingdom to become past, that the will of God will be done here. And what is the will for us to change? So even Jesus said in the garden, he said, uh, not my will, but your will be done. And he didn't say it was finished until he was on the cross. And that's when the kingdom of heaven started coming in, and that's when uh, they, they were in the upper room. They had, if you read Luke, you'll find out they already had received the Holy Ghost, but they had not received power until they went to Jerusalem. And the power wasn't so, oh, I can cast out demons and I can do this and that. No, it's power to change the way we think. We don't be mad at our enemies. We shall do things good to our enemies, even though they do bad things to us. I remember this one lady, she gave her testimony. She was in prison for 10 years, raped, beat up and everything for 10 years. But she never stopped believing that God loved her and he was going to set her free. How do you believe somebody going to love you and you're getting beat up and raped? But because she kept herself and did not curse the, the jailers or anything like that, she ended up winning a whole bunch of people to Christ. This is what it's all about. It's he who wins souls are wise. That means we are the ones that got to change. We're the ones that got to humble ourselves. And the more we humble ourselves, the more we're going to see what God's getting ready to do. And I mean, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited, especially starting at the end of, end of the month here. Go ahead and read, Ron. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you finish, Dorothy? Or did I ask you? you always finish me up. That's good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. All right, Ron. The light of the body is the eye. If, if therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil... Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters, for either he shall hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. All right. Now that last part there, you cannot serve God and mammon. And people have been taught what you Partly true. That's why I said the church has been taught wrong for so long that it's so hard to get the truth out there where they'll understand what the truth is. When it talks about God and mammon, it means that you cannot serve the word. In other words, don't be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. You cannot serve the word and do those things that is opposite of the word. That's mammon. He's the opposite. He belongs to the kingdom of darkness. He is a spirit, but that's his job in the other end. But they'll say, well, that means uh, money and stuff like that. A lot of things can be mammon stuff, idols, people, teachings, uh, of pride, arrogance. They all run with him. But the main thing is make sure 
that you do what the word says. That's why I tell my I have several people that come to me. Well, what do you think? I don't, I don't think nothing. I know what the word says, and I don't use the word to beat up people. I use the word to pull them close closer to Christ. All right, keep going. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor for your body, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather unto barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking a, taking salt, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye salt for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even the Solomon in all his that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if if God so clothed the grass of the field, which to this day is, and tomorrow is, cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whither, whether, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Now, let's look at that real quick. Everything, if you go back and you'll see, thought, thought, thought. Keep looking through there. You'll find thought. I'm trying to tell you, the Bible is written in metaphor metaphors so it can change the way you think if people will just go through all this and say wait a minute let me stop trying to figure this thing out and see what does the word really say look at it it's trying to change the way we believe things or way we think it should operate or this is what this pastor said or this is what this apostle said learn to learn what the bible says for yourself and the more you read it the more you'll see it's trying to change my thought life. It don't want me to think this way. It says I need to think this way. And change, don't be a hearer only, but be a doer. All right, keep going. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take, therefore, no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is is the evil thereof. Now, if you notice again, it said thought, thought, thought. I'm trying to get y'all to understand. This is all about training your mind how to think. The more you understand, the more you'll see this as metaphors. This doesn't actually mean what it's saying. It's hitting meaning. God wrote the book of Proverbs. That's why I tell people to read it, to let us know about the dark sayings, the hidden sayings, where deep calls unto deep. But you can't go deep until, first of all, you get to the first part of it. The deep sharpens the deep. Knowledge sharpens knowledge. Love draws in the servants, and they'll be like-minded like you. That's what we want. We want to be like-minded like Christ, and then we draw in those people that's like-minded like us. And then the more you, you do that, the more you'll see that God is a rewarder of them 
that diligently seek him. All right. Well, Dorothy, I'll turn it back over to you. Um, are we ready to close out in prayer? You love putting me on the spot. You do. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I say, I do that on purpose. Uh, on everybody, I, I don't do it to. I do it to everybody. That's because you know the more we speak into the atmosphere, that's something I haven't talked on. We cause vibrations, and the vibrations go straight into the a heavenly realm. And so when we need something that we've been speaking, and that's why it says in the book of Malachi, you know, those that uh, the Jews are made up out of God's crown for those that talk about him. And so that's what I'm trying to do is get everybody blessed as much as I can. <laughs> All right. But do you have any comments or anything to say? or? No, I would just like to ask Father, excuse me, if he would be so kind as to give us the bomb of Gilead or to be the bomb of Gilead to those around us who need it, to let us see through their behavior to their hearts and to see what Father wants to do with their lives because that's so important. And we've just got to remember that God is absolutely good. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to pray this. Lord, you've heard my sister's prayer, spoken to the atmosphere. I ask you to release the angels of healing, the bomb of Gilead. I ask for Raphael. I ask for the presence of God, Uriel. I ask for the messenger of God, uh, Gabriel. I ask for the warrior of God to enter into her ministry, into her household, to everything that she's doing, Father, that she'll prosper and be in health as her soul prospers. And not only her, but her family too, Father. I release angels for the people that's listening to the broadcast now and the ones that will hear it later, Father, that they'll get revelation knowledge of what the word is being said and not be so legalistic where it says the letter of the law killeth, but the spirit gives it life, or the understanding of what the word is saying gives us life and abundant life, that we don't have to live like the world, but we can live like Christ did. Even though it cost him his life, he stayed faithful to the word, and may we be faithful to God's word. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, and we all say amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll be on again next Friday uh, at uh, – oh, I'm sorry, next Monday. <laughs> so, next You'll Monday, be here on Friday. Monday and on, on your Zoom call on Friday, which I missed again. Well, I hear you. Now, I'm getting ready to go out of town, and uh, I'm going to have to get with you to see because I'll be – I leave on the uh, 17th, which is on a Saturday, and so – Monday, I'll be just getting into uh, Florida, and I'll be down there for about 10 days there in Atlanta and stuff. So I'll get back with you see if, we, if I can do that Monday or not. Hopefully you'll be all settled in your hotel room or wherever in time to do the yeah. show. And Florida's you. on my time. 
short as I might, I'm <laughs> you're going to have to think ahead. <laughs> I hear you. But I might be doing uh, deliverances on Monday. That's why I'm saying I have to see. Because once I get down, okay. I have churches that I minister at. All right. Well, you be blessed, and I love you very much. And tell your husband I asked about him, and I am praying I will. for him. I will. Right. I I don't feel like this is a major thing, but it's a thing that needs to be taken care. They took thirteen pounds of water from him last time. Uh-huh. I so hear you. It could be just that. Well, I hear you. I know for myself, I've been taking this thing called uh, Sol Palmetto Plus, and you're talking about taking the water off of you. It takes the water off. <laughs> well, that's for me. All right. Well, I'll talk to you the next time. Have a blessed day. Okay. Father bless everyone. Good night. Good night. Um,